Can you believe it? We are finally to the end of our Southeast Collision Conference series. The interviews I've done are amazing, and today's is no different. It's our last one, and it's with Kyle Bradshaw, the president of the Carolinas Collision Association. He also works at K&M Collision. And we chatted about a few things that happened during the whole conference, and I asked him what he felt stood out more than anything at the conference. And I guess this one item caused quite a ruckus. So I know that you are curious to know what it is, as you should be. So stay tuned so you can find out and see how you weigh in on the topic. Welcome to Body Bangin', your podcast for all things body. Auto body, that is. And now, introducing Body Bangin's host, Mickey Woods of Mickey Woods Marketing. Mickey is a former Auto Collision Center owner and is now a marketing and business development expert to shops across the globe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Body Bangin' Podcast. On today's episode, I have Kyle Bradshaw with me. Hi, Kyle. Hello, hello. Hello. So he just finished up the Southeast Collision Conference, and he's actually the president of the Carolinas Collision Collision Association and also the Fix Ops Director over at K&M Collision. And where exactly is your shop at? So we're in Hickory, North Carolina. Okay. Hickory, North Carolina. That's right. (laughs) I love that. You got to say it with a little twang. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So, so many things I could ask you about. I know you just finished this amazing event. Such great speakers. And Kyle helped put it on. He's actually the owner of the whole Southeast Collision Conference. And based off of the speakers and everybody that I've talked to, what an amazing lineup. Such good information. I so wish I could have been there. I have a feeling people are going to watch these and be like, I need to be at that next year. <laughs> well, that's that's the hope, right? Like, so yeah. uh, hopefully we can uh, get gain a little bit of momentum. And, uh, you know, we're we're already talking about next year and kicking ideas around and doing that. So it's been, yeah, it's been been awesome. Awesome. So I just wanted to ask you real quick because I didn't talk to anybody yet about the final session that you guys mm-hmm. had there. And that was basically a Q&A uh, right from right. the audience. So tell me a little yep. bit about that. Yeah. So the idea, we kind of wanted to do it like it was a, a water cooler chat or, you know, just, you know, like we're sitting in the room and just able to kind of pick people's brains, right? Yeah. So uh, Hang out. With, on that final panel, um, we had Mike Anderson with Collision Advice, mm-hmm. uh, Kristen Felder with Collision Hub, and then Michael Bradshaw, who's on the SCRS board, and then also uh, the vice president here at KM Collision as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had some some really uh, great people to uh, to be able to ask questions to, and we wanted just to provide like an open space um, for anybody that was attending that just had. And, and anything you know was was uh, was able to be asked. You know there was nothing that was off topic, and so um, it was it was really good. There was a lot of really good uh, conversation fostered, and there was you know it was real. And I think that's what mm. people in our industry are really looking for. Yeah. And so that was probably one of my favorite things of the conference was being able to provide that space for for our members and also for anybody that attended. So it was actually it was a really cool thing. 
I bet. Yeah, that's my favorite type of thing. Of just ask anything you got. Yeah. We're here. Let's just chit chat. So, in that session, was there one particular thing or any couple of things that you felt like really stood out? So, I think the thing that stood out the most was this um, this idea of uh, a wave reliability. If you don't know about the safety inspections and and the evolving things in collision repair, you're probably hiding under a rock at this point in time. Right. <laughs> and so um, that was a really good conversation, just because there, you know, we're faced with that from a repair standpoint, right? Like, you know, maybe this manufacturer requires the steering column to be replaced, but then you have an insurer that may say that that we know better. It doesn't need to be replaced or we're mm. not paying for that. Right. And then that puts the customer in a, a predicament, puts the shop in a predicament because the shop feels like, well, if the OE saying I need to do this, then I need to do this. And then if mm-hmm. the customer's like, well, I don't care what the OE says, it's my vehicle. I don't want it done. And so, right. so it created a lot of really good, just real and wholesome conversation. And, and obviously there's differing opinions on the, on, on the issue. And I think that's probably what made that even better for us, right? From a, yeah. from an association, we're like, we're eating that stuff up. So yeah, um, so it was really good. Yeah. And that was probably, probably, I think the main takeaway that for anybody that was in the room, that's probably what mm-hmm. they remember from that, that conversation. So. so is that something that you guys do at your shop is have a release of liability form? For somebody that no, doesn't it is you? it is not. So we err on the side if the OE says it needs to be done, we view ourselves as an extension of that brand, and so we're gonna wholeheartedly go with that. And if it's right. a customer that doesn't want that done, we'll gladly try to refer them somewhere mm. else or okay. what you know whatever has to happen. But we will not uh, usually perform those repairs. So gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but I can understand why a lot of shop owners would oh. want that sure. waiver. Because, Absolutely. you know, maybe they're not in a position to just refer out or they've already mm-hmm. potentially even started on something and now they're told to stop. You know, there's obviously yeah. a lot. It gets to be... Yeah, there's definitely right. There's two two sides to that and there's two thoughts. And I think right now everybody's got, you know, more work than they can handle, right? That's, yeah. that's the way it is across the country. And so, you know, I'm sure that, that probably influences people's decision. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely a... Uh, a touchy subject, I guess, to say the least. <laughs> and so, you know, BMW has has basically come up with a, a waiver on from their end on like a steering uh, gear replacement mm-hmm. that the customer and the insurer, I believe, are supposed to both sign. And so that was actually brought up in that that panel discussion. So I mean, there's there's things like that out there, and and um, you know, obviously the invasiveness of repairs, and and you know, if something what seems like a minor accident to maybe, you know, a lay person, you know, from a collision repair standpoint, well, now you're telling me you got to pull the headliner, pull the steering mm-hmm. wheel, pull the airbags and things like that, check mm-hmm. all these things. And so to a, to a general consumer, that probably does seem, you know, really invasive, but yeah. uh, if it, for us, we try to err on the side of if the OE says it needs to be done and I can point to it, that's, what I'm that's the hill I'm gonna die on. So yeah, when we lay our head, you know, head to rest at night, like we can sleep with a little bit of peace, a little bit more peace anyways, <laughs> than uh uh understanding like, hey, we've done what what they said to do. And so right. that's that's our personal thought on it from a KM collision standpoint. Right. And then for CCA, right? Like we want to provide everybody as as many resources and and uh training and, and equipment, whatever needed for them to make that decision for themselves. Yeah. So on a different note, but kind of similar, if you have people that are, you know, shops 
that are listening to this and kind of realize because there were so many different uh, associations that came together for this, which is a really mm-hmm. cool thing. What do you feel like your shops benefit from being a part of your association besides just like the big events that you guys put on? Sure. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is just being able to connect with like-minded individuals and like the networking aspect of it. Yeah. For me personally, that's a really big, like a, a really big benefit. And then two, it's just, it's like, we're not reinventing the wheel, right? Like right. everybody goes through very similar um, struggles and very similar triumphs and being able to share those with one another and have, you know, have a space where, Hey, we can voice this or we can, you know, bounce ideas off of one another. And it's, you know, it's, it's greater than even like the events are great, right? The meetings are great, whatever, whatever, but being able to build the camaraderie and those relationships with people to where if I got an issue Monday morning at 9am and I feel like I need to reach out to somebody being able to call, you know, somebody from our association that may have a shop and, and may have a similar, you know, situation to what I'm doing. And so just being able to bounce some of that stuff off, I think that's probably where the real value is. At. Yeah. And then obviously the, the meetings are great. The training's great. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff is, is an added value. But to me, the most important piece of it's really just the networking and being able to build those relationships with people. Hey, would you like to increase the number of cars in your drive? Well, look no further. The Mickey Woods marketing team provides collision center specific marketing. We use proven techniques to not only increase your sales, but put money in your pocket. Visit us at collisioncentermarketing.com or you can find my personal contact information in the show notes. And let's get your 2022 off to a body banging start. I'm kind of like hearing like the support system. Yeah. You know, like we're so, so many shops are like in, in, like so independent on an island. And then sometimes it takes going to one of these conferences or like a symposium to be like, oh, okay, I'm not (laughs) alone in this. You know, this is so great. And then you chit chat with other people. And I know as a former shop owner, I learned so much. I still do. I love them. I, every time I go, I learn something and it's, it's, and sometimes it's just ideas. Like, what are other people doing? How are you handling this? Because, uh, sure. like you said, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not. We're all dealing with very similar issues in our own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that concept of having the support because oftentimes you feel like, oh, it's just me, and I've got to figure this out. Yes, yeah, and that can and be really scary. That's probably you know the the overarching theme from the majority of our members is it, it, it's kind of like you know, before they were apart and now that they are apart. And a lot of them even use that exact same phrase that that you just use as far as being on an island. You know, you, a, a lot of times you feel isolated. You feel yeah. like you're the only one. A lot of times you're told that you're the only one. And so yes. <laughs> you know, if you're told something enough, you probably start to believe it a little right. bit. So, you know, we're really trying hard to reverse that narrative and to make sure that like people know, hey, if you've got an issue, like, and, and we embrace that, you know, at, at CCA, like that's something that we're proud of. And so we want to try to, you know, be a resource for people. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So before I let you go, because I know you're, you got a busy day ahead of you. Um, sure. I want to ask you, what is something that you guys do at your shop that you feel like might be different than what other people are doing? Is there one thing that you feel mm-hmm. like... So I I personally feel like we do a really good job of understanding the um, the policy 
Um, mm-hmm. We do a really good job of understanding the, um, you know, particular administrative code or general statutes in our state. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we just try to educate our consumer, you know, on the process and and um, try to inform them, you know, of, of things that are that are to happen, right? And so right. I think that that it, us being able to do that really just builds instant trust with a lot of consumers because you know we do this every day, and so we take pride in in the fact that we are the repair professional. Right. And unfortunately, the way that things work now is we have to be the claim professional as well. Right. And so um, we do a really good job of you know trying to educate our customer of their rights and um, whatever that may be, whether it's under the policy or if it's a third party claim, you know. We want to make sure that they're aware aware of that, and um, I think we just try to go above and beyond in that aspect. Yeah, you know, obviously, anybody's going to tell you they do great work, and you know we pride right. ourselves on our quality, just like anybody else. But I think that being able to kind of be an advocate for your customer is huge in this day and age. And so yeah. we're going to try to go to bat for our people, you know, all the time. So. Yeah. And it, I had Michael, your brother on mm-hmm. and interviewed him and he talked a little yeah. bit about it. And one thing I didn't realize is in North Carolina, how all of the insurance companies have to have their policy. The policy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's different for a lot of other states. So it makes it a little right. bit easier for you guys, a little more yes. complex yes. than other states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think the most important part of that too is right. So no no customers given their actual policy until they actually pay to take the policy out. It's extremely hard to get your hands on a policy. Mm. So it definitely is an advantage for us. And so, you know, reading that thing front to back and understanding, you know, all the lingo and and obviously that it applies, you know, unilaterally across the state is important. Right. But, you know, the majority of states, so with us being CCA, you know, South Carolina falls under that. And South Carolina mm-hmm. is not a standard form state. So we have mm-hmm. a lot of members that, you know, they may be juggling six or seven different auto policies. Right. And, you know, some of the verbiage can be different. And it, it I mean, it definitely is a lot to take on. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's contractually, obviously, everybody understands that's what's mm-hmm. in writing and that's what they're, you know, they have to go by. And so, you know, we try to educate, you know, our members on policy language and on some of that stuff. And so, yeah, yeah, we definitely have a little bit of an advantage, but uh, yeah, we're still, I, I think we're still a little bit above everybody else when it comes to understanding that and, and being able to apply it and to help our customer with it. So. Yeah. Well, I think even for, you know, I'm in California, so things are just crazy in general here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> just across the board. But I think even just some basic general knowledge would be so helpful. Like you said, where we're at now, we're expected to be claims professionals as well. And so even just some basic knowledge, just to be able to understand what what your guest is going through to help them with the process, I think could be amazing. Um, Now, in your shop, is that just kind of falling on your writers, your estimators to be giving that information out? Who usually does that? We're very, very... um... Different and from a from an industry standpoint, what most people do in the industry. So we we are very specialized and segmented here, and that applies to technicians. So most of our techs are strictly just disassembly, reassembly technicians. We've got a structural tech, and like if he if he has to remove a bumper to do his job, we failed, you know, in our process, right? So right. we really try to specialize in that. And the same thing to do with the the front end operations. So we have customer service reps. 
And really their main job is to build rapport with the customer and just keep the customer up to date, you know, right. throughout the repair process. They're not writing estimates or anything like that. And so we really alleviated the front end estimating as much as we possibly can. So we really just try to focus on selling the customer on our process, which is, you know, we use 100% OEM parts and some of the things we've already talked about as far as right. one about things like that, right? And so, um, you know, they're very well versed in explaining these things to the customer as well. And then obviously, if things get escalated or if there's a dispute or things like that, and then people generally get to talk to me before Michael and then <laughs> things get really, really interesting, then Michael will get involved. So, yeah. um, but we have a great team here and, and they've, they've bought into the education and some of the things that we preach, you know, throughout the industry, right. they've bought into that and uh, do an excellent job, you know, explaining that to the customer as well to where we don't, we don't necessarily have to take part in that conversation on a day-to-day basis, but right. um, we're certainly glad to step in if we need to. Yeah. Very cool. I love always hearing about how each shop does things. It's so neat to hear, especially successful shops like yourselves that are doing well. You have a lot of certifications. You're dealing with a lot of different components. And it's always interesting how you deal with staffing, how you deal with your, how your culture, like, I'm going to have yeah. you back on, you and Michael, and oh, I can I'm, pick your brains more. I'm looking forward to it. Anytime you let okay. us know. All right, cool. Well, I will let you go so you can get back to your busy shop. Uh, But I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and for setting everything up. You and Josh were wonderful helping queue up all of these interviews. And I know that that took a lot of time on top of your already busy schedule. So (laughs) I appreciate you. (laughs) We're looking forward to seeing you in person in 2023. So That's right. I'll be there. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Josh. And thanks, everybody, for listening to today's episode of the Body Banging Podcast. And we will see you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We have some incredible topics and guests coming your way you will not want to miss. If you are watching on YouTube and don't want to miss the latest and greatest, you'll want to hit the bell after subscribing so you will get a pop-up each time a video podcast goes live. To our devoted fans, would you mind paying it forward and sharing this little gem with someone else you think may benefit from it? Much love from all of us here at Body Bangin', all things Autobody.